Welcome to the Blue Ribbon Podcast. This is episode 137. We had some audio issues, and so I've taken the audio from the YouTube broadcast and I've cut it down to take out some of the blank spots and some of the issues that we had. So bear with us as we try to get through this one. I was sick fighting off a respiratory infection, and then we had technical issues on top of that. So here's the podcast edited down with as much of the bad stuff as I could take out. Anybody out there know anything about audio and video needs a job? Maybe the <clears throat> trucking business not working out very well for you right now? All right. I made another change. That fixed it. Okay. It was a setting. Okay. All right. Good. We're good to go. All right. Well. We're back. Uh, let's see. We're five minutes late. More editing work. All right. So everybody just pretend like the last five minutes didn't happen. It happened. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of the podcast coming at you live from the Wingate by Wyndham and Hurricane. We're doing another orientation this weekend and we're not having any audio problems whatsoever. That's Chris. <clears throat> this is Larry. I'm Chris. He's Larry. Uh, it's a TikTok star right over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> you know, uh, it, it, listen, I, it's amazing the way that, uh, um, that we can even do this, you know, with a, with a browser. <laughs> we, that we can well, do it. Yeah. No, I got that. For sure. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, with <clears throat> the fact that this, this microphone, technically speaking, could, could literally reach a billion people through oh, this device. That's scary. Don't talk like and, that. And, um, relatively speaking, it's, I mean, very, very inexpensive. A friend of mine's dad used to be kind of a mega church guy, and, and he would do this weekly show, and they would record it and put it on television. Right. I think on Saturdays. Right. Y'all, it was like fifteen grand an episode or something. Right. It was stupid expensive, and here we are with a couple of iPads and a couple of mics, and and able to just you know, it's just so it's we've well, got to me, uh, let me let me give you another perspective on that. I just got an iPhone. 14 Pro Max, whoopee doopy whooper. Yeah. He thinks he's big stuff, y'all. <laughs> the camera is a 48 megapixel camera, okay? Now, this <laughs> phone cost about a thousand bucks, all right? Was 12.9 megapixels and probably cost $10,000. That's incredible. This is four times that. It's a thousand bucks. It's just nuts. Yeah. Hey, listen. Purple Yeti gave me five. And listen, we did this hey, long hey, hey, enough. Hey. He said, this, oh, is, this is for y'all. For, for my, thank you. That's my five dollars. Come on, dude. <clears throat> so I'm I'm fighting a cold, uh, or at least what we used to cold call a cold. See, back that's simply money. Y'all feel sorry for me throwing five dollars at him. Okay, listen, y'all. I'm the one who has to work with him. You should be feeling sorry for me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know, it's getting winter time. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing, you know, that white stuff starting to fall. So everybody, it was you know, yesterday. You need to start winterizing your truck. You need to have good supplies with you. You need to have some anti-gel. In the tr- I saw somebody said it's going to be like zero in Bozeman, Montana. No, Who cares? thank you. I will pass on that. I've Which, never been in Bozeman, Montana. I don't plan on starting. Listen, I think everybody should. You, know, you don't have to do it in a big truck. But everybody ought to drive across 94 out to uh, wow. Washington. Because it's gorgeous. Dude, you can't even imagine how especially coming from Idaho into Washington and that drive, it's like going through three different regions. It's just, it, and, and pictures just can't do it justice. You ought to drive out there one time. Well, I'm getting on a big bird Saturday and I'm flying to West Palm beach. It is not zero down there. 
<clears throat> that's not very much. That's not very much fun. Oh, <laughs> he gave oh, you five dollars. Oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me, but it is. <laughs> Purple Yeti gave you five dollars. He's All equal, right. Look at you. Thank you, Purple Yeti. Equal opportunity. I'll buy me a drink with that in Florida. Okay. So thank you. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, wintertime presents its challenges for truckers. Um, you know, and and I do this terrible thing every year when it gets to be about ninety. And I, I promise myself and everybody else that I'm not going to whine and complain when it gets cold. And then I break that promise every time it gets cold. Yeah. Um, cause I'm over, of course I've got a cold right now. So that makes it even worse. Um, did you didn't have that cold before today? <clears throat> well, I've been working on it for a couple of days. I've have been you? trying to suppress it with vitamins. I told Mary Lou, you and she said, well, hope, does he have COVID? I said, I don't think he's got COVID. I don't know. I've never had a COVID test in my life. I don't figure I'm going to anytime soon. Uh, anyway, let's get back to product, uh, productive uh, conversation here. Um, Jeez. I- I'm wondering. Well, we, we, better, we better acknowledge our sponsor. For yeah, let's, that, okay? yeah go, go ahead and do that. You're so, really good at that. Uh, we're, we're brought to you exclusively by Pittsburgh Power. We are stocking distributors of the OPS products, the oil purification system, their sponsorship well somebody uh had made a comment 10 count stories uh let's get started with this because this will go well with uh what i was going to talk about larry the businessman any advantage to start llc in january versus december more expenses when you start versus income no, i not really. i kicked a 1099 hornet's nest on tiktok yesterday so we can you kind sure of blend did. all this together no the s corp the s corp election would be much better to have it done before march so you can retroactively go back and make it up to you know start back at january one the llc not really it doesn't really matter if you're going to if you have an llc and a sole proprietorship in the same year you got to file two tax returns so it, it it would save you from having to do that if you started fresh on January one. The LLC you would only have to do one tax return uh, in that uh, in that fiscal year, so that would be the only advantage. But it doesn't. There's no penalty or other than the fact that you got to file a tax return for whatever you do as an esc- as a sole proprietor, and then what you do as an LLC. So. Now, if you're starting that LLC in December of say 22, don't. Wait and start on January. Right. Then you want to file one one tax return. Right. And then you yeah. don't and then you have the S Corp election that you can make before March. Right. Right. And then it would be retroactive back to January one. You can make the S Corp election in de- in December and but but you've got until March to make it for that current year. So Okay. <clears throat> um so we had we did an episode, I believe it was fifty four, it was when we were still doing audio only. I think we started it at fifty maybe 60 or so was when we started doing uh, video. And we, we did this episode called uh, Don't Get Pimped, 1099 versus <clears throat> W-2. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> I, I guess because it wasn't a video, it didn't get traction like the rest of them did. Correct. So, um, and, so now, and now you've kicked the hornet's nest oh, all over the place. Boy, did I ever. We're, uh, um, so, and we've, we've referenced this many times you know, the 1099 versus W-2. And I, I don't even, yeah. oh, I know what it was. So uh, in making these TikToks to try to get some marketing uh, going for the for the podcast, you just take a little clip. And so 
I was watching, I think, 134. I was watching it back, and somebody asked this question. I'm like, okay, well, hey, let's get it fit in three minutes. Put it up on TikTok, and instantly, you know, 10,000 views in about an hour, and buddy, here come the comments. And I don't really understand why this is so controversial, um, especially in light of AB5. Um, but I said in the TikTok, I said, look, you will not find a, a more uh, rapid opponent to taxation than me. Taxation is theft perpetrated by a criminal gang. I don't think it's virtuous. I don't think it's noble. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't, I, I'm not in favor of taxation, okay? However, the IRS is the most efficient, well-funded collection agency on the planet, just expanded 87,000 new agents well, so they say, yeah. with, with guns. So, so. What, what I presented there in this three-minute TikTok was if you allow someone to pay you on a 1099, they are stealing from you 7.62% of your income that you have to pay now in self-employment tax, which is actually, according to the law, their the employer's responsibility. And here they come. Well, some truck drivers would rather be paid on 10 and 9. I'm like, yeah, some truck drivers are dumb and can't do math. Um, but Larry has illustrated many times on this program uh, what happens if the IRS gets wind of you improperly misclassifying uh, or, yeah, improperly misclassifying an employee and all of the bad stuff that's going to happen if you do that. And so all we're saying is if you're going to have a legitimate business that does legitimate business things, then you should pay your employees correctly and not turn them into contractors, which they are not, period. According to the 20, is it 21 or 22? 22 question. No, they were, I, I looked at today. They, they've changed that. Now that form, that SS8 form has been changed. It's 20 questions now. 20 questions. And um, I, I did a lot of research on that today. They've changed that form considerably. But here's the thing. They're shifting toward AB5. They're shifting toward a three-question thing. Um, it's still out there, but it is being replaced. If, from what I can read, it's being replaced with the AB5 three-question form, uh, of which there's not, a, there's not any chance of anybody passing Section B of that form, of that new questionnaire. Right. So um, it, it's going to... Which is a separate issue, okay? Um, look, self-employed people make terrible slaves, okay? Um, self-employed people have to pay their... They have to write checks, okay? And for them to be able to hear... All okay, right, sounds, good. sounds All right. good. Purple I'll move Yeti, some stuff around. Craig Davenport. I played y'all some terrible music. All right, we apologize for that. <sighs> We anyway, had to, we had to we had to pause. Uh, what's that when that when they test the the emergency broadcast oh, system? Yeah. So our emergency broadcast system worked. Had this been a real emergency, yeah. we would have given you further instructions on how to bend over and put your head between your knees and kiss your ass goodbye. Um. Okay. Um. So back to the subject matter at hand. <clears throat> what am I? You were talking about how they were defending the yeah, 1099. So, which, which it, to me, it, they're, they're being passionately wrong, right? 
um, I guess some of that comes from, well, this is how I'm doing it, and I like doing well, it this yeah, way because big. I think I'm doing a good thing, and so I'm just going to defend it. And, of course, then you had the other morons were clearly talking about trucking. Well, what if I'm a, well, what if I'm a painter? Bro, I, I, this is trucking, TikTok, you know. Okay, John Randleson says sounds great. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, so I, I've been paid on a 1099 as a driver. Um, and I was the way it was explained to me uh, was that it was to my benefit. Oh, but, but you can look at all this stuff. You can write off. And so the mathematical calculation that they're doing is that, well, yeah, I have to pay the 7.62, but look at all the stuff I get I get to write off that cancels that out. The problem is that's illegal. Like it or not, <clears throat> no matter what you think about it, it's illegal. And well, if they get a hold of you, they're yeah. going to make you wish you'd never done it. Well, let me let me let me phrase it this way, okay? Because we're assuming here that it that there is a choice that someone's given to make. Either the person who's paying the employee or the contractor or the contractor themselves. That's the fallacy in this whole thing. It's 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 not a choice. There is a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. The, you know, there that that's would be saying that would be the same thing as saying, I choose not to keep records for the IRS. Okay? It's the same thing. You're breaking IRS regulations when you violate this this um, 1099 regulation. Right. Okay. So you you're assuming that someone has the ability to decide which one they want to be. That's the problem. You don't. If that's the case, <coughs> why wouldn't everybody who works at Walmart choose to be a 1099 person? Right. Why, why couldn't they just make that choice? They can't because they're an employee. And if you own, if you drive a truck that you don't own, for somebody that owns the truck, you're not an independent contractor. You're an employee. The only reason it happens is because it's easier for the person who owns the truck to pay you. They, they, they're not having to pay the 7.62. They're not having to go out and get the workers' comp. They're not having to pay the unemployment. Okay, they're not they're they're getting away with all these things that 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 are they're required to do to be an employer in the state in which they live. Okay, so they're skirting all these because it's easy to do it that way, and they pass all the responsibility off to the person that they're paying, and that person, it, 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 for some reason, is willing to accept doing that, which that's beyond me. That's the part I don't. Why would you defend doing that? You know, have you got that little self-respect? You know, that's why we call it don't pimp your don't pimp yourself out because that's really what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. You're you're just you're you're working for the for the, the dude. Okay. Uh, it. I don't. I don't understand it. And I don't. I don't. Listen. I don't. I don't care what you do. It's not me. Okay. But I'm just telling you that. How long did you think you got away with running two logbooks? How long did how long did you right. think you got away with that? Look what the cure was. Okay, they're not stupid. Okay, right. they're also broke and need money. All right, we got a lot of shit to pay for that got voted in in the last few months that didn't get voted out last Tuesday. 
Okay? So there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to have to be paid for. They got no money to pay for it. Uh, look at all the independent contractors out here that are doing this because they have no intention of filing a tax return. We had guys on here say, it doesn't matter if you don't file a tax return. Who cares? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, think. just pause on that for a second. I literally had comments in TikTok saying, quote, well, I don't file taxes, so it don't matter. There you go. Oh, oh, okay. That seems like a perfectly legitimate strategy. Let me remind you of the 87,000 new IRS agents with AR-15s, okay? Um, and, and, and who do you think they're going to target with those people? You think they might be coming after the independent contractors that don't pay any taxes? Yeah. You know? And, and, and this is exactly what AB5 is designed to do. It's exactly right. what it's designed to do. Well, and it's, it's also designed to break... Um, the spirit of the workforce? The, well, the spirit of the individual. <clears throat> you know. yeah. I, when I went to pick up that abandoned truck in Wisconsin, I was coming back through Chicago, and they, they had, I guess there was a ballot initiative or something up there about workers' rights. And I just personally despise the term workers, right? And if you listen to the news and you listen to a, a bunch of the, you know, sign up for moveon.org emails, it's workers this and workers that and workers, workers, workers. That word is Marxist communism uh, to uh, strip you of your individual identity and get you to associate with a group because groups can be controlled much easier than individuals can. And so they love to talk about workers, 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 because they see workers as a easily manipulatable group of people that can be um, forced, you know, into a, into a certain way. And so if, if I was in charge, which I'll never be, so you don't have to worry about it. Thank God. I would end withholdings and make everybody write a check to the government every month. Because Absolutely. if you if you wanted to if you wanted to fix what was wrong in a capitalistic society, yes, stop withholding, taking it out of their check and make them write a check. Taxes is the single worst thing that we do as far as getting have having worker complacency. Okay, people will people will actually go get a job, and that all they ask about is what, what not what I make. Mm -hmm. What do I take home? Yep. They already assume that that money is not, is not there. It's their money. It's your money. The difference between somebody in business and somebody not is that we write that check. Okay? I write that check. And so you understand the pain of that. But if you're just a little worker bee, you know, and you're going to get a job, you well, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm working all the way. I'm going to get home. We've, listen, we've had guys that come here and have, they have no idea what they make. Uh, half the people we interview have no idea what their gross revenue or gross income is. Well, I come home with this. So I agree. Uh, now, the problem with that is it would be a collection nightmare. It would be just like making everybody pay their own if they're not collected when they, when they uh, pump gas, pump diesel. It'd be the same problem. You know, the collection would be unbelievably burdensome. Yeah. <clears throat> There'd have to be roadblocks set up and stop everybody and make you prove that you paid your IFTA or you've paid your, you know, it would just be whatever. But to get back to my point, it's not a choice. 
You know, that's why it's called misclassification. All right? It's not a choice. There is a guideline. It says, if you do this, this, and this, and this, you're an employee. If you do this, this, and this, you're a contractor. <clears throat> but it's really, really hard to honestly answer those questions and confuse the two. Now, we get all this rationalization. Yeah, but I don't dispatch my drivers. They dispatch themselves. That, that doesn't change it, okay? That doesn't change it. So anyway, I'm, I'm tired of defending it. I, listen, I, I have stated what the regulation is. I've stated if you, and, and, and besides all the legalities of it, if you're the kind of guy that you're going to hire your employees and let them pay almost 8% of your taxes for you, <laughs> I don't see how you get employees anyway, you know? So it, that's just, that's up to you. You know, that's, that's character, that's morality. But if that's how you get, if, that, if that's how you get off, is screwing your employees, and what, I, what am I, I'm not going to judge you. you know, well, I am going to judge you too. You're an asshole. <laughs> but um, it, it's none of my business, but <clears throat> you ask, so I told you. So uh, Craig Davenport asks, do y'all think there will be a diesel shortage or is it all hype? All right. Yeah, it's going to be a diesel shortage. All right, listen. Hey, uh, hey, if you if you need def, I got some. Okay. <laughs> All right. So check this out. <clears throat> In Google, you can search Google by date, right? Let's say you wanted to search something, a news story before, say March sixteenth of twenty twenty. If y'all remember what that date was, you would put before no spaces before colon twenty twenty hyphen. 03-16, and Google will not show you anything after that date. I just put in after, colon, 2022-11-08, after November 8th, 2022, and I searched the word diesel shortage, and guess what I found? U.S. won't run out of diesel in weeks, experts say. What a coincidence that the, after Election Day, the diesel shortage finished. <laughs> Remember the migrant caravan uh, that just, I mean, boy, they were coming by the millions, and it just, poof, just disappeared, right? So is it all hype? Yes, it's 100% B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T. It's called fear-mongering, okay? 100%. <clears throat> and I don't know which side it was. I mean, it would make sense that the Republicans – you know, because they were needing to win to make uh, Brandon look bad. But who knows? You know, you just you can't ever tell. But now, is there a supply problem with diesel? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we're we're December 12th will be 1000 days let since me, March. Let me 6th. remind you of something that happened about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago when they required all these cargo <laughs> ships to switch over to ULSD. You remember that fiasco? Mm -hmm. And how we weren't going to have any because all the ships, diesel-powered ships in Notion, were going to use up all the ULSD we were going to have any? Mm -hmm. Did you ever, ever hear of anybody not getting fuel? No. The only time we had a fuel problem was when that, that, that uh, we had that grid uh, ha uh, hacking uh, along the east, eastern seaboard, what was that company? There was a there was a name of a fuel distribution company that uh, got hacked, and we were running out of fuel at some of the uh, stations up along the Atlantic seaboard. You remember that? Mm. But that wasn't a supply problem. 
that was just a computer problem, right. grid problem. So <laughs> what happened to monkey fox? Hey, they brought in the, the killer wasp. That's what happened. So just the very first thing that I found from May 30th of 2019, shipping and trucking industries gearing up for new 2020 ocean vessel fuel mandate. There you go. Uh, I was looking for a date in this article. But I remember that uh, Freight Waves was talking big about this. Craig Fuller was all over this about how this colonial. <clears throat> thank you, Purvis. Colonial <clears throat> pipeline. That's it. This entire shipping industry had not been required to move to ultra low sulfur diesel, and all of a sudden they they were getting ready to. And surprise, surprise, it happened in 2020. I wonder if that was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, December 12th is going to be 1,000 days since March 16th of 2020, since 15 days to slow the spread started. That's a show day, by the way, so just everybody mark that now. Um, but, y'all, it, it's been almost 1,000 days since this operation began. And um, I, don't, I just don't believe there's any coincidences anymore. Um, now, I don't believe that Biden's the answer and Trump's the solution and vice versa. I don't, believe, I don't believe any of that. What I believe the solution is is you. Because if you are in business to serve your customers and you do it well, you will succeed regardless who's in the White House, regardless of who's in Congress, regardless of who wins the election, regardless of Trump and Putin and Zelensky. And you have got to stop being so distracted by this horseshit nonsense on television. Best thing you, best thing I've personally ever done, and I did it in 2009, I believe, I completely disconnected from all national news and talk radio. Not, I don't watch Fox, I don't watch CNN, I don't watch NBC, I don't watch any of it. I stopped listening to talk radio, and it took me about two years, maybe three, I felt like I still needed to connect to the local news. Then I realized it's worse uh, than the national news. Um, and so I do not, I don't watch news, period. Now, does that mean I'm uninformed? No, I've, I've got journal independent journalists that I follow through Twitter and Substack and other places. And I can I know what's going on, um, generally more so than people that watch the news. And so what we've got to do when we're in business, where's my BSE 9000, okay? Well, just like a computer, garbage in, garbage out, right? If you're putting good information in here, it's going to give you good results. And so we've got to stop making decisions on fear and emotion, uh, which is what the news is is driven to do, is to make you emotional um, and, and, and get you to stop thinking about what you can actually do for yourself. So um, I'm not... I'm not concerned about AB5, and I'm not concerned about uh, AB5 national level. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to try like hell, but that's what they're paid to do. They're paid by very, very, very large corporations and unions um, to kill independent spirit, to kill independent business people, uh, to put us out of business so that Swift supposedly can come in and take the freight. But that's just... Just I'm just I'm just not concerned about it because I know that Swift 
and Schneider J.B. Hunt can't replace us because they can't provide the level of service that we do. They can't survive a spot market. They're great with contract rates, man. Nobody's better at signing up with Georgia Pacific to haul a million loads of toilet paper. They're great at it. Y'all have at it. Um, Big volume, low cost. I wish y'all the best of luck. Go haul all that crap you want to. You can drop and hook that crap till you fall over. But there's a reason Swift, Schneider, J.B. Hunt aren't messing around in the spot market because they can't do it. We can. We can. That's why there's a million owner-operators in this country. So, anyway, um, you are the key to your own success. And the less distracted you are and the less terrified you are and the less um, distracted you are, the better off you're going to be. So just turn it off. Don't worry about it. It's all going to work out in the end because in all of human history, the bad guys have never won, ever, not one time. Well, thank you for your service. Appreciate that. You know, the one thing I like about being up here on a Sunday night is the bar's not open. Well, that's a double-edged sword because it's nice and quiet in here, but it... True, but... I mean, some people would say that alcohol and podcasting don't mix, and there's a few TikToks I've seen come up in the last couple of days that might prove that. Um, Not from us. (laughs) (coughs) There's a couple of slurred speech, you know. Well, uh, I, that, that's a technical problem. It was like a, that's like what we're having tonight. That's, right. Techni- yeah, technical difficulty. Yeah, just a little audio, you know. Um, I, I love history, you know, and what – I guess what kind of fascinates me is you'll see, let's say, it, it could be anything, see a headline in the news. And we're kind of – it's like we're naturally – um, predisposed to think that that's never happened before. But if you get in a history book, you can go all the way back to like the Romans and be like, oh, so, so, so this, isn't, this isn't the first time the humans have done this incredibly stupid thing that they're engaged in right now. Um, we have a long history of doing stupid things. Right. Uh, we're real, real, real good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> We, uh, and, and history does repeat itself, by the way. Over and over and over, many mm-hmm. times again. Uh, well, it's like, uh, you know, we've talked about crypto uh, and blockchain on this on this show, and we're fans. I'm, I'm a believer in the long-term uh, positive impact that blockchain can have on human civilization and, and human uh, interaction and, and markets. But we're in the bleeding edge right now. And so wild emphasis on bleeding right now. Okay. (laughs) Wild stuff. is. We don't bleed out. (laughs) Wild stuff is going to happen when you're in the bleeding edge. And so, you know, some of them may have seen some stories about the FTX um, crypto uh, exchange uh, has gone bankrupt. And uh, uh, some of my friends on Twitter uh, have started uncovering. Um, just do this. Just Google FTX and Zelensky. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now, for the record, for the record, I'm the one that brought this FTX to his attention. 
He had no idea it was even going I would on. have seen it today. So right. Okay. Well, I told him about it this morning. So or yeah, maybe yesterday morning. It was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday. And I hadn't heard anything about it yet. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but today about noon, uh, some crypto journalists started dropping some little bombs on Twitter. And we all went, oh, so that's where the money went. Gotcha. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> no, the answer to that is no. <laughs> there is no more to the story. It's all... Um, it's it's speculative to begin with. Okay, for the audio, so say it's for the, undocumented. For the audio listeners, Purple Yeti has asked Chris, "You ever going to finish telling the story of what happened when Larry got drunk and fell in snow up in Wisconsin?" Uh, well, that that pretty much is uh, the story. Now, like he said, there's no video evidence because I respect my elders, oh. and, and I was <laughs> and I was having to use the flashlight on my phone to dig his big ass out of the snow. So you know you you can't run two things at once um don't believe everything you hear okay it's <laughs> it's uh alleged at best alleged at best okay undocumented alleged <clears throat> hearsay inadmissible oh oh bill taylor <laughs> we were talking about this at lunch today our foreign policy is a prime example if we help someone 20 years later we will kill them yeah <laughs> we we're talking about our good friends saddam hussein gaddafi Muammar osama gaddafi, bin laden noriega noriega yeah they were our good friends once upon a time and they're all uh yeah the shah of iran <laughs> the original shah oh of iran. yeah oh yeah Remember him good... Sh- Sh- yeah. what was his name um oh muhammad something uh, uh, no um I don't know. The anyway, Shah of Iran. The yeah. Shah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Take yeah. some of our money. We're good for it. Yeah. Um, you think these idiots would learn after a while, but hey, you know, um, they'd, they'd probably getting paid on a 1099. <clears throat> <laughs> you, think, you think the government pays on a 1099? <laughs> you love that I'm the worst liar ever? Not not even close, okay? Not even close. Unless you hang out this guy long enough, you'll figure out that half what he says is bullshit, okay? So Well, whatever makes you Especially when he's trying to entertain. <clears throat> You're gonna have to take over for a minute. When I started coughing, I hit the damn mute button again. You're gonna have to start over. Where did I where did it go off? Uh, where did it go off the rails? When, probably when you started t- saying because I started to cough and I hit the button. <laughs> anyway i'm gonna say i'm gonna kind of give you a abbreviated version of what i just said we were there to about to we were we were on our way up to grand rapids to buy some to look at buying some trucks some gliders and so uh we stayed the night at chris's house and um you know while we were there we we imbibed a little bit in the bourbon barn and <clears throat> so anyway, the, all this, if it, this allegedly this stuff that happened with me being buried in the snow, if it did happen, which I'm not saying that it did, if it did, I want Chris to tell the story about who was up the next morning, way before the rest of them were, waiting for their young asses to get down the lobby so we could get on on the road. So we got to the hotel about 1130 after the, uh, the bourbon was consumption. And I think we were supposed to be downstairs at 6. And so I set an alarm for 5.30. Now, Carl is the one I just about didn't get out of the bed because I was, like, shaking. Like, hey, dude, come on, let's go. We were in the lobby at, like, 6.10. 
so anyway, yeah, no, Carl was no Carl, Carl, Carl and my son were the latest of the two. Okay, the old man, the snowman. Okay, the guy who had to be pulled out of the snow was up where he's supposed to be at the time he was supposed to be. Okay, <clears throat> now now the and these young bucks they they couldn't get up and run with the old man. Okay, and they weren't in the snow the night before allegedly. Okay, so well the thing that was probably most interesting was. Uh, when you when you ride somewhere with Carl, we were we were supposed to leave. We were supposed to leave Carl's house, go pick up Larry, and drive to Chicago. And we were supposed to be in Chicago to pick Chris up, I believe, at seven p.m. Central Time. And so, I'm a trip planner, so I calculated the time that I need to arrive at Carl's and leave Carl's. Well, I get to Carl's house on time, and the hood's up on his pickup truck. And I thought, oh God, here we go. So two hours go by before we even leave. We're already two hours late. Two hours, okay? And he's got one of those big Ram diesel uh, three-quarter ton. And so he finally, as a battery or something, he gets his truck put back together, and we start heading west at a high rate of fuel consumption. And we pick Larry up, and, y'all, we left two hours late. And we pulled in to pick up Chris Long at 7 p.m. Central Time on the dot because that Dodge was a screaming. Uh, I'd say the average cruising was probably 90 miles an hour. I mean, we were hauling ass. And I thought, okay, so the next morning, we're up at 6. We run through a McDonald's, grab a couple of biscuits, and we're off. And we've got to go, you know, down from Naperville, uh, down across 94, and we're going up to Grand Rapids. So... Larry and Chris are behind us, and we're cruising up through there. I'm not paying attention to speed. We'll start snowing. So I text Larry, and I'm like, hey, man, snow's picking up. Ground's covered up here at the 60-mile marker. Because I noticed Carl slowed down. I look over at the speedometer. Son of a bitch is going 78 miles an hour. It blowing snow. Snow's on the road. He must have been going 90. And I texted Larry, like, never mind. You're fine. So yeah. it was uh, – It was. well, see, we left Saturday morning. And we were back home Sunday night, and it was somewhere around twelve hundred miles. Don't and we, really, and don't. we and we came back with no trucks too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All this, and we came we came back with no trucks. Yeah, don't don't go anywhere with Carl Bone Cutter because it it's just a it's an experiment. Anyway, God, we're so far off the rails. Do we have rails? Um, I'm just trying not my best not. To, cough straight into this mic and not push the damn mute button again does, does uh laughing make you cough what happened to the, all the cough drops i bought you i've got one in my mouth right now you do i was looking at a we were talking about something last night and so i was trying to just go through records to jog my memory and i ended up going back through 2021 and looking at our load board uh, list of all of our trucks and drivers we say low board it's actually a record of all of our loads it's a spreadsheet yeah looking at back to our spreadsheet and um, the, we were looking for when did we hire somebody or something. It's been interesting to me personally that we've hit this lull in quality applications. We started doing the podcast in August of 19 and we hired Seth in October. So October, August, September. So within two months of starting the podcast, we get Seth. Not long after that, we've got Richie. Um, Christian, same day. Christian, Carrie, you know, people that are still here. 
But man, for the last six months, been, been a little dry. It's been a ghost town. And now, of course, the TikTok thing, God help me. You know, well, the, it hasn't been dry in terms of not having people. We just haven't gotten these quality people that we're used to getting. Right. You know, we're, we're, and, and part of it is we have a couple of times tried to be um, helpful to other uh, former BCOs or people that um, we probably ought, shouldn't, ha shouldn't have been. And so our, 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 our um, gracious attempt at helping people um, didn't work. Leaves it ends up with us having to go to Janesville to get a truck. So right. um, anyway, but we I've, I've tried again, to, but. I've tried, I've kind of tried to, um, I've kind of tried to uh, examine this, and and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've got to believe that a part of it is because of all of the fear and the Absolutely. uncertainty Absolutely. and and the you know the distractions and the propaganda people have been terrorized now it's been a almost a thousand day terrorist operation that we've been dealing with and, and so and even if the dri potential drivers weren't their spouses are you know right. we've had several people who wanted to come here and then when it came down to you know, making that final decision. And a lot of times we involve the spouse because we know how much of a commitment this takes. And the spouse is not on board because they're scared to death because of the news. Oh, what about fuel prices being this, mm -hmm. this, and this, you know? And, uh, you know, obviously they don't understand exactly what we do here or they wouldn't be worried about it, but you can't overcome all the, you know, the negativity that's out there that they believe, you know? Um, right. It, it's, I can give you, we can give you all of the uh, best information. We can give you the support. What we can't give you is the desire. We can't give you the work ethic. We can't give you that. Well, uh, let's, let's qualify that. They, a lot of people have the desire. They don't have the, they don't have the commitment to, to put in the work to achieve their desire. Okay. Listen, most of the BCOs that we work with, they come here because they think we're going to peel this little secret back and they're going to find out that there's like a secret handshake or there's a secret password to a load board or some little easy way of clicking and making what they did before work all of a sudden. And then they find out when they get here that that's not what we do here. What we do here is bust our ass and work and make right. good decisions by putting in the time to research the, the, the information. Well, that's work. That's what they didn't want to do to begin with. Right. That's what got them where they were. And they come here and find out, oh, shit, I got to work when I come here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we, you know, we, we have the same freight you do. Everything we do here, we do the same way you do it. We just do it better. You know, we make better decisions. And uh, it's, it's just it, it's disheartening to them. They come here and think, oh, my God. I've got to drive, and I've got to do this, and, and I've even got to drive and, and have a plan. I can't just run by the seat of my pants. You know, I've got to tell you which route I'm going to take and where I'm going to fuel. and when I'm to. Lord God, you know, that's not why I became a, an owner-operator at Landstar. I did that because I don't want to work, you know? Right. Well, and then, and then you come, 
you you come into contact with the really stressful situations of something's happened. I'm on the side of the road, and I'm going, okay, well, open the hood, get underneath, look and see what you can find. Oh, wait a minute. You, I got to get on the ground. I got to get dirty. I got to crawl under the truck. I'm like, yeah, you said you want to be an owner-operator. Well, this is what being an owner-operator is. It's not calling TA. That's That's not the first call. The first call is get under there and see if you can figure out what the problem is, you know, um, having some tools, you know, but <laughs> the TA doesn't have like a light, like a test right. light. But, and I, I've said this many times, you know, when I was a company driver, man, I had an Xbox in the truck. Um, I, I had all kinds of entertainment. Now, if I go, if I went on the road right now, I would have a bag of clothes, I would have a bedroll, and I'd have four toolboxes and a briefcase. I mean, that's because that's what it takes. Um, You are going to have to learn how to do some things on your trucks. One, because you have to understand the fundamentals of the truck so that one of these idiots doesn't try to tell you, you know, that something's wrong when you, you know, damn well, that's not the problem. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that you can do on your own that you don't have to pay $150 an hour for somebody that knows less than you do and or knew care. less than you did three months ago before TA pulled them off the street and put their name on their shirt. You know, you don't have to have any experience to go to work at TA. You can come, you can, you can be flipping burgers today and busting down tires tomorrow. And then they'll train you up kind of. Because they're the best mechanics on the road, right? Bill Taylor, you're smoking something. Put put that comment no. up. <clears throat> Larry, you running for office or are you trying to be politically correct? Just tell us you have been dealing with a new workforce. It's not new. These guys no. have been driving for years. Okay. No. I wish it was new. Listen, do we have better luck with the new guys than we would do the old guys? The new guys will listen. It's the old guys that are hard headed. We, I literally, I, Bill, I've literally in this room, I've said this. Now, Chris, what, strike me dead if I'm lying. I've had people come in here and question what we do, and, I'm, and I look at them screen and I say, sir, I don't say sir, but I'm going to leave that for right now. If what you did works so well, why is it that you find yourself in a situation of being in here in my, in my, in my, in my, in my orientation wanting to drive one of my trucks because yours failed so miserably? Have I not said that? 100%. I mean, let's more be, than once. Let's be adults here. The reason you're here is because you have failed. And you say you want to learn how to do it a different way. But yet you want to come here and tell us how to do it. Or tell us how it won't work for you. There's nothing woke about that. Well, I am, I don't know. I was, trying, I was going to try to use that bull versus bear term, but I don't know what either of them mean. I'm optimistic about the Utes, about the Utes. The Utes? Yeah, the Utes. Uh, I'm optimistic. <laughs> was that not a great movie, by the way? I don't even know. Um, My Cousin Vinny is where it oh, came from. You know, I've never seen that whole movie. You have not? I have not. I Do didn't. you know that that, that girl, M- M- Melissa Torme, is that yeah. her name? And she won an she Oscar. She won an Oscar for that. She deserved it. That was That's a great <clears throat> movie, by the way. So anyway, um. So now, obviously, I'm around a bunch of homeschool kids, right? I'm not. I'm not around very many of the 
kids in the government schools. But um, uh, I've watched my kids over the last thousand days, and I have um, I have seen some through social media. Um, I think we don't need to write off that next generation just yet because they're still processing what they've seen over the last three years. They're still kind of working it out, but I think they're seeing contradictions. Uh, you know, I, I have fascinating conversations with my 12 year old, um, because he's, he's watching, um, and and I can tell by the comments that he makes, he's looking at these contradictions and these um, uh, oh gosh, the word just left me um, hypo- hypocritical things, right? And so <clears throat> you've got you've got these forces that are fighting for control of these kids. And I think there's more and more of these kids that are going like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm just not ready to get on your team or your team. So, um, I think that the next five to ten years is going to be very interesting to watch because if if things happen with blockchain and crypto the way I think they're going to go, these kids are going to they're going to go right to it, and they're not they're not going to hesitate. They're not going to check up. They're not going to slow down, just boom. And they're going to go in that other direction and nothing's going to stop them. So um, I, I just, I think the workforce and, and guys, let's be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Gen X guy and we created this mess. It's our kids right now. As, as my buddy Larry Wingett says and has written a book, your kids are your own damn fault. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, and it's funny because, I mean, Gen Xers, we were latchkey kids. Our parents never knew where the hell we were. Um, you know, uh, I see stories of people being offended. I remember, was it last Super Bowl? Yeah. The last Super Bowl. And I watch Gen X people say, oh, thank God, it's going to be Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Really? Like, that's what you, you were, you were, you were so put at ease that Snoop Dogg was the entertainment for the halftime show because we certainly wouldn't want it to be somebody controversial. Are y'all serious right now? God almighty. So... Um, look, we're going to work it out. History shows that we've always worked it out, but it comes down to work ethic and desire. And if you want it bad enough, you'll get it. And if you don't, you won't, and you'll flake out and you'll quit, uh, at the first sign of trouble, you're going to quit. And I I mean, I'm not going to lock you in the truck and not let you, if you want to go, go right. There's the door, you know? Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Um, well, not just not recognizing that the, the the only way to have security is to provide it for yourself. You know that that's right. that's the thing. People, you know, it's what we do here is 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 good. You know, but unfortunately, it allows people to come here without making a 
a, a very serious commitment because they can stick their toe in the water and see what it's like. And then when that water gets too cold or too hot, they can pull the toe out and run. You know, and uh, of course, you know, we're thinking about some different options here to maybe have to try to address that. But, you know, it's, um, it, it, listen, business is hard, you know? Being, you know, 50% of all businesses, new businesses fail in the first five years. 90% of first time owner operators fail in the first two years, okay? But you can't really compare owner operators and businesses because you can't go lease purchase a business. You can't a truck. Okay, you can't go get in business with no money, no credit, no experience, no education, nothing. Banks won't give you the money because you're a bad risk. But you can get it. You can get in a truck with a signature and fog in a mirror. So that's why the that's why the failure rate is so high. Um, you know, but but it's so predatory that they're willing to take the chance because they make so much money on your failure. You know, it's not like that. When you fail in business, somebody's losing. Okay. That collateral, you know, somebody's holding that collateral and is taking a risk on you. That's not how it is here. Here there is no failure. They just take the truck and lease it to somebody else and go on. Kept everything you put into it. Yep. And we had a guy here uh, two or three weeks ago that was going was to lose $73,000 to walk away from a walk-away lease. <laughs> okay? $73,000. That's the same guy that walked away from our truck in Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, it would be the same okay. one. He's really good at walking away. Yeah, yeah, he's good at it. Um, so you know, it it's just it, you know, I I I'm old enough that this term is kind of funny, and it's you know, back in the day when you guys wanted when people wanted to to try marriage out, they would be, they, they would do what we used to call shacking up. Okay, you just live together. Now, back in the day, that was not common like it is now. It was kind of like, oh, they're shacking up, okay? They're living in sin. Some people would say, mm -hmm. the old Baptist people sitting around the church, well, they're living in sin, you know? But it, it, it let them act like they're married without having the commitment. And I use that term today with people with lease purchases because all they're doing is shacking up. There's no, you know, they, they can get in and try. If it doesn't work out, they can bail out. There's no commitment. There's no papers. and There's no divorce required. And so it makes it easy to run as opposed to stick, stay in, stick it out and work it out. You know, um, I've been married for 40, 46 years, 76, to, uh, 46 years. Okay. Yeah. And in 46 years, listen, there's always rough patches. There's things that, especially if you're married to me. Okay. There's uh, there's things you have to deal with that aren't pleasant, but, you know, listen, we, we, we didn't run. We just worked it out. And so it, that's what, that's what happened. When you go into business, you've got to make a commitment that I'm going to stick with this. I know it's not going to be easy every day. I know I'm going to run into rough things, but you know, if it, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. It would have zero value, but because it's not, it has huge value and most people can't do it. So if you stick with it and accomplish something to succeed with it, the, the reward on the other side is tremendous, tremendous. I'm going to put this uh, article up on the screen that uh, I found today. This 36-year-old mom of two brings in $144,000 a year as a professional truck driver. I love my job so much. This is uh, today... Uh, from 
NBC Five in Chicago, written by. Uh, uh, but but here's the kicker. Um, she says she works sporadically throughout the week, depending on the frequency with which she finds jobs on apps like Truckloads, which shows pick up and drop off jobs throughout the country that various companies need done. She's driven as far north as Massachusetts and as far south as Florida. Having your own truck comes with a lot of freedom, she says. There are costs, though. In 2021, her truck lease was $49,200. Maintenance was $2,665. Fuel was $19,336. But ultimately, her take-home pay was $73,007, considerably more than she's made on other jobs. And she has nearly 2 million followers on TikTok and was able to make an additional $36,000 in 2021 from promotional videos and advertising. Uh, so the headline to start with is complete nonsense. Uh, this 36-year-old mom does not bring in 144000 She brings in half of that. Now, we extrapolated <clears throat> from her fuel costs. We did the forensic analysis. That she probably... At seven miles per gallon, she probably ran 40,000 miles. If she got eight, maybe she ran 50, 55,000 um, and made 73 grand. So, hey, that, that by themselves, those numbers are not bad. But let's talk about that $49,000 truck lease. Yeah, let's talk about it. And, and, and so we backed it out, and she was about $3.50 per loaded mile, assuming that she did the 40,000 miles, she's probably somewhere in the 275 to 350 range, all miles to the truck, which is great, which was doable in 2021 and 2022. Now, what's she going to do when the rates drop and she's still got to pay that $49,000 lease and there's not $2.75, $3.50, $4 or $5 a mile freight on the board, and her fuel cost is double this year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and and also, which here's the elephant in the room, nobody wants to talk about. Let's assume that she did run the 40,000 miles. She probably ran a little bit more than that. Or let's, let's call it 50. I'm going to be generous, call it 50. You got a new business, and you worked half of what you could have. And so she could have. Based on the numbers that she cleared seventy three thousand, well, if she would have worked full time, she could have made one hundred and fifty six or one hundred and forty six. Uh, but instead, she made seventy three. Well, if she would have worked full time this year, and instead of making seventy three, she'd have made one fifty. Then next year, she probably would have had the savings to be able to survive. But um, and I've I've never. I've never, I've never met her. Don't know anything about her. I don't wish any ill will on her, but I just know that the chances of her being bankrupt this time next year are exceedingly high, and that's unfortunate. Um, but that's what happens to people that get into these truck leases. Um, everything's great when the market's up, but what you going to do when the market no longer supports? Um, what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, that day's coming. We uh, we have talked to a couple of different people in the last couple of weeks who have had their own authority, <clears throat> and in both in both cases they no longer had the authority because it was too expensive to keep because of insurance costs, and 
high CSA scores and, and things like that. So we're thinking about putting together a, a, an episode where we talk to people uh, who, who had their, because we hear this all the time, Landstar takes so much money, I'll just go get my own authority. And we go over this over and over and over again, what the value is of the things that Landstar, you know, gives us for what appears to be 35%, which it's not. We've always, we've always talked about that too. Um, but um, it, I mean, and a couple, and, and these, a couple of these people, have, they're very, very sharp people. One of them has got substantial money behind him, uh, and still oh, yeah. um, can't make it work. You know, you can't. The numbers just won't work. And so they're, um, you know, the the it, it's just the contrast between what we do and what uh, and what they deal with. It's you know. We, we take so much for granted here, you know? I mean, I, I, I look at these guys and I'm thinking to myself, man, if you had done that at Landstar, how much different this would have turned out? Oh, know? yeah. Now, you couldn't hire those deadhead drivers you got, you know? Um, but, I mean, it would have been a whole different picture, you know? I, I mean, people ask me all the time, why are you, why don't you have your own authority? Well, let me tell you something. If I thought for a minute that it would be in my advantage to do it. I'm no dumbass, okay? We would be there. But there is not any way on God's screen. Now, now I'll take that back. We're, we are looking at a particular reason to do it. You remember I, I tickled you, I teased this little thing last week at Lunastar? <laughs> we, we have a, an idea that we may do, and, and there's a reason for it. It's not going to mean that we're going to leave Landstar. But there's a possibility we may do a a branch of Blue Ribbon um, called Lunastar, where we can um, uh, let's just say overcome some of the hiring uh, difficulties that we that we have at Landstar with some people. So, and and be able to be able to put people in our program and give them the experience in our program, not having to go somewhere else and get it and come here. So I'll leave it at that. Right. But well, keep that. in mind a couple of things. <clears throat> Number one, all good entrepreneurs have 10 new ideas every day, and generally nine of them are terrible. More, mo- most of the time, 11 of them are terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but we're trying to solve a problem. Okay. Well, Chris, what's the problem? Here's the problem. I've had at least six minimum, maybe more, that people that I desperately – wanted to put into a truck and get in this program. And they either couldn't qualify for Landstar because they drove a day cab or they didn't go far enough in one direction. Some nonsense about OTR experience. Uh, a couple, unfortunate, that were um, um, had some criminal thing from 20 years ago, you know, and they couldn't get hired. But we can hire the guy that abandons our truck in Wisconsin, you know, because he's qualified, experienced driver. That's what we're trying to overcome. So, you know, we're, we're looking around going, well, is there a place that we could put these people still under our influence and bring them along, you know? And, and so we may, it may not work. Um, but you, it, it, everything's give and take, Right. Landstar has specific requirements for reasons. Most of it has to do with insurance, okay? Talked to a guy that had two trucks totaled 
And guess how much the insurance company's going to pay? Zero. Zero. Two total trucks, insurance company's not paying them a dime, and it sounds as though it was some sort of clerical error. No, no, no. No, 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 no. They didn't have the tr- they didn't have the driver on the, the truck. The drivers were had not been approved by the insurance carrier. Therefore, they weren't listed as approved drivers. Therefore, when they had wrecks, there was no coverage on those trucks because there was not approved driver. Right. So they had they didn't have the paperwork right for the insurance, and the insurance company didn't pay. So they have two total trucks right now, new trucks. Yeah, that are worthless. Yep. Um, we've had four total trucks. Insurance hadn't gone up a nickel. I hate saying that out loud. (laughs) Um, That's risk, you know? And when we measure risk against the BSE 9000, it doesn't make financial sense for us to leave Landstar and take on all the expense and all the risk and all everything that comes with that. It does not make financial sense for us to do it at this point. Now, maybe we can partner with somebody. Maybe we can have something on the side. I don't know. We're thinking about it. But Well, let's know. be clear. We're not thinking about leaving Landstar. No, absolutely not. We will always have a Landstar fleet. This is going to be, we hope, a feeder program. So yeah. we can get people in our influence, as use Chris's. I like that word you use, by the way, Chris. So that they can get the experience in our influence to be able to come to the BCO fleet, you know, and, and be in our program for the year it takes for them to get the experience to get here. Listen, we've, we've talked to people that have great character, great attitude, great pedigree. They're a technic- Let me give you an example. Guy maybe drove a day cab instead of a sleeper truck. And he only drove it 350 miles a day instead of 375. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make him a bad driver or an inexperienced driver? Nope. No. But it, technically speaking, he doesn't meet Landstar's requirements. Well, hell, listen, Landstar will let me hire a guy that will abandon my truck in Janesville, Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. the son of a bitch can meet the other requirements, okay? Right. But he's a turd, all right? Mm-hmm. So we, 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 don't, we don't want the turds, Okay. We want the good people that we can give the experience to that makes Landstar happy. And then they can be in the program and not, and you know, we can get them off the street, so to speak. So that's kind of what we're t- kicking around here. It's, you know, it's just a, something that we're working on the side. And I've been in talks with, with some people at Landstar and, you know, we're just trying to make sure that all this is done correctly, you know, because the last thing I want to do is jeopardize my relationship with Landstar. So and, we're not going to do anything that's going to be, you know, that against their good, their their best wishes. So. And the bottom line is here that what's the goal of this? To get someone to own their first truck. There's nowhere else you should be owning your first truck than Landstar, period. Because it provides the structure. It provides the safety. It provides everything that you need. <laughs> Uh, for your business to survive that first two years. Now, you you get a good, solid business grown after a couple of years and you want to spread your wings and fly out. Well, now you're prepared to do that. Um, but you're not prepared to take on that, that amount of, of risk and responsibility um, until you've gotten your feet wet and you've, and you've grown up a little bit, you know, 
most BCOs can't make it out of the toddler phase as, as evidenced by their Facebook posts. Yeah. Well, and, and, <laughs> and middle school, and, and if they've been around us long enough, you know, they probably won't make the decision to leave Lancer anyway, because why there, it doesn't, it finance, unless you have a problem with CSA. Okay. A right. lot of people find refuge in authority because they can hire themselves. <laughs> Nobody else will. Okay. Now it's okay until the insurance company says you can't drive the truck. Mm -hmm. You know, see, there's a big assumption here that people don't understand. As long as Landstar hires you, Gallagher has to cover you. Okay. It doesn't matter what your record is. We, we've never hired a driver that had any kind of a record that caused our rates to go up ever. Okay. Right. So, but you go out there on the open market, even, even <coughs> some people whose trucks that we manage for them, who had insurance not with insurance, not with Gallagher, were paying a lot more money than we than we are with the truck here. Uh, and again, a lot of that's because of rating the drivers. You know, um, so you go out there and you do this, and all of a sudden you hire some dud that's had a wreck or two, and all of a sudden now the insurance company comes and says, "Hey, by the way, that guy you just hired, he can't drive your trucks." Yeah, you know what's you know what what. I, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, I mean, you look at all the things we talk about. Number nine, we got to have trailers. Okay. You got to have, you got to be able to build, build, collect and chase money and be able to stay in business until it's paid. Cause the last thing you want to do is go factor. Okay. And that's worse than lease purchase factoring. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's just, there's, there's not a good reason it to do it unless you're forced to do it because you can't get hired by any of the fleets because you, your record. Yeah. So I worked for a comp a small company, like 25 trucks one time. I lived in Columbus, Ohio, and I had a problem at night in the evening time at a shipper over on the east side of Columbus. And um, I talked to the dispatcher and I'm like, well, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 minutes from the house. Well, he gave me a, he said, well, go ahead and bob to home. Leave the trailer there, bob to home, come back and get it in the morning. Well, both of us got our asses chewed because that carrier did not keep bobtail an unladen insurance, mm -hmm. right? As long as they were hooked to a trailer, they were covered. There was never any reason for any of our trucks to bobtail anywhere, 25 trucks and probably 30 trailers. There was no reason for anybody to bobtail anywhere. So they didn't have bobtail deadhead insurance. Um, and so the guy that authorized, you know, he, he wasn't able to sit down for about a week. I didn't get in as much trouble, but the boss set me down. And what I appreciated about that was that he said, I understand you're 20 minutes from home. Okay, and 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 it, the idea of staying in the truck twenty miles from home obviously sucks. But what happens if, you know, rather than maybe having your wife come get you, you bobtail down the road and you get in a wreck? Well, you like having a job, right? I went, yeah, I do like having a job. That's pretty handy. <laughs> um, comes uh, in comes in handy on Friday, right? Right. <laughs> and, and so he explained to me that uh, my need to drive the truck home was not greater than their need to not buy insurance that was largely unnecessary for them. 
And it was one of those lessons along the way that I went, okay, well, I get it. I mean, it's about, it's a damn bobtail. It's not a personal vehicle. It's not there for me to drive around like I own it. And, you know, but they had to make a decision um, on whether or not they were going to buy that insurance, and it wasn't necessary, so they didn't buy it. But that means that, that, means that we couldn't bobtail the trucks around uh, without a trailer. And so we didn't, you know. Um, now, I'm sure there's somebody listening to the sound of my voice. Oh, I can't believe what. I, shut up. You know, until you've had to stroke that check, shut your mouth. You don't know what you're talking about. And, again, you're, you're the, well, I ought to be able to go home. Well, of course, Uber didn't exist then. But, you know, now. Taxis did. Well, you wrote a taxi in Columbus, Ohio. No, hey. thank you. <laughs> Is that or shoe leather? I mean. Right. Yeah, it's better than walking. Um, Could be. You know, but at, at, that that experience of working for that small carrier compared to the big giant guy came from Schneider to them. Um, you know, and it was culture shock. It was such a different experience than, you know, as they've got a lady and she's sitting there and she's billing customers and, you know, and this was 2008 and nine and the fuel prices were shooting up. And he looked at me one day, we were talking business and he goes, um, he goes, you realize that everybody wants 90 day terms now. And I'm like, what's that mean? And he's like, they want 90 days to pay the freight bill. I'm like, okay. And he was like. Well, we're paying for the fuel with today's money, but we're getting paid with tomorrow's money. With tomorrow's money, ninety days from now. Yeah. I went, oh, okay. <clears throat> you know, and then <clears throat> I think I've told this before, but I'd hurt my back, and so to keep me off a of, off a of workers' comp, uh, whatever it was, they gave me light duty, so I'd come in and and have me file papers, desk jockey, and I I was filing retcons, right. And I looked at this retcon. It was a load that I had done two or three months before it had paid. And it was $300 to haul a load from Baltimore to Columbus. Now, that's 475 miles. And it was 300 bucks. And I just looked at that. And, of course, I had all the cheap freight, cheap freight, cheap freight, cheap freight. How dare you? And so I walked in his office, and I, I said, hey, have a look at this. And he was like, yeah, freight bill. I said, 300 bucks? He was like, would you rather come back for free? Well, I'm some like, people would have said yes. And I said, but dude, $300? And he said, well, what'd you get going out there? I said, 1500 He said, okay. So that's 1800 for the round. I said, yeah. And uh, he said, so how many miles was it? And I went, 925. And he was like, our cost is a buck twenty-five. You made a buck fifty. Congratulations, you made a profit. And I'm just standing there, slack-jawed, but because I'm a math guy, I'm going, God damn it, he's making sense. You know. <laughs> now, so you I do, met me long before you knew you met oh, me. Oh, <laughs> listen, I I need to take you to Columbus sometime and introduce you to this guy because y'all would love each other. Uh, now, here's Sounds the like you might be my <clears throat> uncle or something. Here's the fun thing. When I went to work for them, I want to say in like May of 2008, they had this air freight deal. I think it was Pilot Air. And we would take air freight from Columbus out to D.C., and I would get the other half of it on Friday night. So I would take it out there Sunday night, and then there would be another run that came back 
uh, Friday night. Well, because <coughs> there was no Qualcomm and none of that stuff, when they would <coughs> when they would uh, dispatch me on a load, they would hand me the rate con. Now they would take a piece of black a black marker and they would mark out the rate, which I figured out real quick. If you held that rate con up to the light, you could see the numbers. It's called redacted, by the yeah, way. It was redacted. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a uh, procedure that the FBI yeah. created. Okay. When mm-hmm. I started there in May of two thousand eight, that truck was making about twelve thousand dollars a week. All right. And now I wasn't I wasn't really coherent enough at the time to really think that through. I mean, I was being paid, you know, like I don't know, thirty eight cent a mile or something. But when two thousand nine happened, that truck went from making twelve to four in about a week because that air freight just poof just disappeared. It was gone. And then we're doing the because I was doing I was doing like fifteen to eighteen hundred dollar rounds out and back three times a week, and I watched that. And so when I saw that happen, I again went into his office and I'm like, "Bro, hey, cause aero trucking's going down at this point." Jevic, remember? Do you remember Jevic? I do. Jevic, oh, that's what it was. Jevic had just gone down. It was in transport topics, and I had the paper. And I walked in, and I slapped it down on his desk, and I went, dude, Jevic just went belly up. And he was like, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, okay, well, my truck just went from making twelve grand a week to four grand a week. And he looked at me kind of weird, like, how do you know that? How do you know that? You know, we, yeah. we, we just we skipped that part. <laughs> but at least he, I think he realized, oh, okay, this dumb son of a bitch is paying attention. And I'm like, okay am I okay? And he went, yeah. He was like, man, I got enough money in the bank that I could pay y'all to Paul empty trailer for six months. And I went, Oh, okay. Well, that's logical and consistent. It makes all kinds of sense. And, you know, and, and there we were, you know, and then they started actually started a little brokerage there in the office and were, the, the carrier was hauling the loads for the little brokerage they built and had a, and a that's it's all still there. Um, but so many good lessons there that were, that were taught to me without emotion. It was just, well, here's the numbers. And I went, Oh, okay. Well that, that makes sense. Did you see the news today where FedEx freight's <clears throat> laying off massive layoffs? Mm-hmm. LTL. Let's answer this question here. Cause Which it's been up there for 10 minutes now. So, so I want to know what the VSE 9000 stood for, and then there's a couple of people who tried to answer it. But explain what it is and why we call it this and why it's an important tool. Well, my for whatever reason, my iPad is not um, – You can't see it? No, I can see it, but my iPad is not um, responding to Don't it. touch it. You'll make static come back. Right. Um, what's the VSE 9000 stand for? Well, somebody that, answered that. Did for that him. come up for you? Yeah, I'm seeing. I see it. I don't see it on my screen. Wow. Um, bullshit eliminator nine thousand. Yeah, the nine thousand we just pulled out of thin air, but yeah. the BSC stands for bullshit eliminator. Now, why is that, Chris? 
Well, how does that machine right there eliminate the bullshit? <clears throat> now, we're talking about bullshit from drivers. Let's that's, that's, right. be clear here, okay? Right. Because Chris is our fleet manager. He manages our drivers. And so when they call him with this bullshit, <laughs> okay, he tells them to pull that out. And let's, let's separate the bullshit from facts now, okay? Because now everything is math. Everything in business is math. Let me say that again. Everything in business is math. Yep. You can't do business and not do math. Well, a lot of people have to have a calculator to do math because they can't do it in their head. So we have the BSE 9000 on standby so that when somebody calls Chris with the bullshit, he can pull it out and go, no, that's not how it is. You can make your appointment tomorrow at one o'clock because here's the reason why right. you're this far out. You got this many hours. The math says, yes, you can make it. Mm -hmm. Now it doesn't take in the fact that you want to stop 14 times and get out. It doesn't take in the fact that you want to stop at a certain truck stop tonight that puts you out of position to make it tomorrow. That's where the bullshit eliminator comes from. Right. The math says it's doable. Right. Okay. The bullshit driver has to be convinced of it. Right. I'll, I will now, have, I do a pretty good job explaining yeah, that. I'll have guys call me. Hey, man, I don't think I make this delivery. Okay. So I go to the GPS tracker. I look at their location. And then I go, okay, well, what's the address of where he's going? Okay. Well, you're 362 miles out. Okay. Um, and I do 362 miles, and I divide by 55. And I add that to the current time. So the current time is 2235. So if that was 362, 362 divided by 55, 6.58 plus 2230. If you left now and didn't have to take a break, you'd be there at 5. If you had to take a 10-hour break, you'd be there at 1500 tomorrow. It's just math, you know. Uh, but a lot of times I, when I'm – well, how far out are you? Uh, GPS says six hours. I don't care what the GPS says. What are the miles? The mile, well, Google said, I don't care. What are the miles? And if you tell me the miles, I can tell you the amount of time that it should take you to drive that distance. You add that to the current time and that's it, you know, but it also works for business stuff. Well, yeah, I can afford X. No, you can't. Um, you just do the math that that's, that's all it takes. And then if you have that, you know, we got made fun of by Mr. Fleet owner when, you know, well, they say they have all this data. Yeah. The data, we have all the data and I can go through our spreadsheet and I can tell you like, for example, what the average posted weight of every load that we've hauled. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so, uh, Jay uh, corrected me. It's not a layoff. It's a furlough furlough spelled F U R L O U G H by the way, Jay, but either way, a bunch of people don't have a job for the next four months, right? Call it what you want to. They do get the, their, their health benefits are going to stay intact, which is, I guess. Okay. But anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is the market is such that they don't need those people in LTO. Right. How many times have we talked about LTO going to be the the um, 
the the casualty of this industry. Oh yeah, yeah. LTL will not survive the blockchain revolution. No, best thing of the past. It won't survive till the blockchain revolution. But. No. Somebody wants to talk about the load board. If I click this, will you? Can you see it? Okay, <clears throat> I got it. All is right. your load board the same as the one online? Because the one online looks exactly like the real one, just doesn't have the rates. The reason I asked is because there's hardly any freight on the demo one. I don't know 100% about that. I do know that years when, when ago. When you say our load board, do you mean the load board that we have as Landstar BCOs? Or are you misinterpreting what Chris said earlier about our load board that we no. keep up with our loads? Well, I think I think he's talking about Landstar because okay. there's a demo one you can look at, and yes. then there's also one. And I used it when I was at ATS one time when I was first started looking in Landstar. You could you could just sign up, and you could see loads of you wouldn't see any money, but that's, you saw that's phone the numbers. carrier. That's the, the carrier. Ca that's the load board for outside carriers. Okay, it's not the same as the load board for BCOs because the outside carrier doesn't have any rates on it. Because as an outside carrier, every rate is negotiated. Right. As a BCO, there's very little negotiation. The rates are published. You know what the rates are when you call. The only negotiation is if there's going to be anything added for accessorial or, or, or things like that. But the rate, or if it's, is or if it's a broker load, and, and well, yeah, if it's you know. if it's an advertised load, yeah, a bid load. <laughs> but um, but that's the difference. And the demo load board, I can't. I don't know what the demo is. I mean, they make. First of all, it's not real, so it's just there to yeah. for you to practice on. <clears throat> yeah, it it could have some real loads on it as an example, but <laughs> well, let me tell you something. The real load board has a bunch of loads that aren't on it, okay, aren't right. real. So that would make it a, a correct demo. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> uh. Well, I think um, I think my voice has had about all this I can handle. Uh, we've gone, we've gone an hour and thirty-eight, but there's probably only about fifty-two minutes of usable content right, from this right. one. So, I'm gonna have fun editing the audio for this one. Lee, to answer your question, the bump did. Is, everybody's complaining because the bump did not come this year. There is no bump, holiday bump. We'd already been in it. It's just oh, yeah. everybody's stocked up. There's there the inventories are are high everywhere. There's no need for it. Everybody over inventoried at when the, when the lockdown came off and the supply chain interruption kind of well everybody was way over inventoried so there's not going to be a bump so no they don't need them for the holidays the holidays already happened so i saw mm -hmm. a i think i think rachel had wrote on freight waves that like they're literally giving inventory away right now because they've got too much of everything yeah um well my son is in the logistics business okay there's 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 no ramp up for for the holidays. It's it's already happened. Yeah, and we didn't see a bump because there wasn't a bump. You know, everybody's stocked up. You know, so. All right, y'all. Well, I uh, I'm ready to go to bed. So it's been fun. It's been real, but had been real fun. <laughs> uh, now next week we're going. I'm going to be in Florida, but we're still going to come on Sunday night. Uh, I may be uh, poolside, beachside. <laughs> A uh, little umbrella in my drink, I don't know, but we'll do it on Sunday night, and uh, it will be uh, it'll all be good. So um, appreciate you guys listening and um, liking, like and subscribe. We need to do this again, Chris. 
because we screwed it up at the beginning of the show. Right. Please understand that. Oh, can you make that go away? Yeah. There you go. Please help us support our sponsor. Okay. They, uh, they help us do this. They make it, they give us a little bit of money for doing this. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate you giving them your support. Um, also remember that we are stocking distributors of the catalyst, uh, fuel borne catalyst, and also the OPS products. We have them at the warehouse in right here in Hurricane, West Virginia. Uh, I, I, 64 exit 39 or coming down i-77 we're just a bump off of i-77 on 64 so all right all right everybody thanks for everything appreciate you and we'll see you next week okay hopefully by then chris's voice will come back to him yeah see y'all all right good